On the air everywhere, this is New England Broadcasting. Take your shoes off. I don't want you to get my floor dirty. Hey, welcome to the program. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. Guess which one I am. Oh, God. Thanks for coming. You didn't have to do this, and I know that. I know, this is a voluntary movement on your part, and I appreciate it, I really do. When you get your mail tomorrow, there could be a little check in it. It won't be for me, but there could be. Hey, it's the start of another week. Isn't that exciting? Not really. No, doesn't really matter, does it? (laughs) I still go to bed, I wake up, I shower, I brush my teeth, I go to work, I go home, I eat some food, and I go to bed. Doesn't make any difference what day it is. Did you remember to turn your clocks forward yesterday? If not, you're late for everything right now. When you turn your clocks forward, you're also supposed to check your fire and smoke alarms, like anybody does that. But you should do that, like anybody does, but you should do that. Yeah, but like nobody does. I do this show very early in the morning, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but I do. I do the show well before you probably ever get up. And I'm just searching for pity here, is all I'm doing. Now, I'm a morning person. I am. I'm more effective in the morning than I am during any part of the day, which means I'm always not effective. Why do I need to be effective anymore? I've, I was effective. Why be effective all the time? Sometimes you want to be non-effective, you know what I mean? Are you still here? All right, all right, all right, all right. I do have a very interesting show for you. Don't argue with me. I really do. Later on, we're going to talk to an Academy Award icon. 
a man who himself and his father have basically shaped um, television. Uh, yeah, one of those icons. He'll be joining us a little later in the program, so please hang out for that. If you get hungry, run down kitchen, get yourself a sandwich, but put me on pause. You don't want to miss any of this show today. Any of it. And I'm talking about, any, okay, the first, first part wasn't great, but now it's going to get incredible. How are you? Uh, March uh, comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb. If you understand that, raise your hand. Nobody's raising it. Yeah, I guess it's more winterish at the beginning of March and more springish at the end. I don't know. Who cares? It is what it is. It comes when it comes. It goes when it goes. Let's stop putting oh animals into these things. March comes in like a lion. Oh, come on. What does a lion come in like? I... I don't know. I've never had a lion come in before. There's never been like a knock at my door, you know, and uh, hello, who is it? It's a lion. Oh, come in. Never happened. Never will, unless I live in Africa. And still, I don't think they ring doorbells. And March goes out like a lamb. Get the lamb out of here. It's the end of March. It makes no sense. Do you ever cook lamb in your house? I mean, you know, not the whole thing, just, you know, just the lamb meat. I don't know what they call that, lamb, I guess. Um, it smells, it stinks. They do. I mean, yeah, in the oven they stink. Don't try it. I'm just warm. Did, do you ever have lamb chops in the oven? That's not too bad. Why am I talking about this? Oh, my God, stop me, somebody. Before I get in, oh, by the way, I did not watch the Academy Awards, really. I'll tell you why. Um, the The Academy Awards, the, the winners of the various categories are all voted by their own members. So if you have some great disdain for somebody in your industry, this is where you take it out on them. And, I, you know, why am I watching that, you know? Two of the movies that, are, that were up for Academy Awards, I saw... Um, and they both, oh, they sucked so much. One of them was here, there, everywhere, underwear, under, over there, not here, everywhere. Uh, that movie, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Everywhere, uh, up there, not there, everywhere, though, up there. It's about a, a woman who apparently is doing a lot of judo and karate moves and stuff, and I don't know what it's called. And it was, I didn't understand the movie at all. I watched it. Um, for like an hour, and I and I just stopped. I said, "This is ridiculous. I, I don't understand what the hell's going on here." And that's up for an Academy Award. I don't understand that at all. And then I watched uh, uh, Tar. Have you seen that movie? You probably haven't. Tar is uh, Kate Blanchett plays a, uh, a symphony conductor. It uh, the movie is over two and a half hours long. There's no movie that should be that long. It was it was excruciatingly long. It was so long that the ending credits were at the beginning. I swear, I'm not kidding. I, I didn't make that up. They really are. It's it's so odd. The movie itself, I've, I fell asleep like five times during it. And the only thing I can say about that movie is thank you for letting me catch up on my sleep. Nothing happened. It was so freaking boring. And that was up for an account. I mean, she did a great job acting, but all she did was just like talk 
stuff. There wasn't. Oh, no. There, there was no. Uh, so as I don't understand these films that are up for big awards, I had no reason to watch it. I had a, about as much interest in the Academy Awards this year as I do in Harry and Meghan's dinner last night. I just don't care. I just don't care. So I didn't watch it. But it's a thing in our society. It was the 95th Academy Awards. That's a lot of them. That's nice. Is there a law that I have to watch it or talk about it? No, there isn't. Not last time I checked. At least not where I live. So forget it. But we will talk to an icon in that industry coming up later in the show. And to many of you, uh, the name itself will be recognizable to others. You'll have no idea who he is. But you'll know his work. That's for damn sure. And his father's work as well. And my work. And the work of your friends. Uh, I was... um, I was at Lowe's, I believe it was, not the movie theater, the um, hardware thing. And um, they have plants. They're starting to have plants now because spring is coming. Did you know that? Yeah, it's going out like a lamb. Spring's coming. So uh, I was walking through the store. That's not why I was walking through the store. But they had. They started to have plants out. And one of the plants they had was the wandering Jew. And I stopped in my tracks And I said to myself, you know, with all the politically correct stuff we're doing, where uh, baseball teams have to be renamed because they're um, insulting to certain uh, cultural groups, all that kind of stuff. And you know what? Fine, change the name. What the hell do I care? These people who fight and say, no, you should not change the name. That that's name, name's been around forever. I don't care if you're insulting a certain culture. I, I don't. Well, who cares about the name? Stop your stupidity. stupidity. Anyway, so I'm looking at a plan that's called the Wandering Jew, and I thought, why isn't anybody doing anything about that? A Wandering Jew? That's the name of a plant? First of all, it's insulting to um, Presbyterians. It's insulting to Jews. Wandering Jew is a plant? Come on. How about the uh, the, 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 the groping priests? I mean, like, come on, man. The wandering Jews. I get it. Jews wander. Not anymore. I don't really see. I, I, I don't see a person, like, pacing back and forth and go up to them and say, you must be a Jew. No, because that's stupid. But I guess in the olden days when I wasn't here and neither were you, when people used to trek through the desert back in the biblical times, I guess the Jewish people uh, had to flee various situations and they wandered through the desert to to find some place to settle. So they were wandering Jews. That's nice. I think a lot of different people wandered. They didn't necessarily have to be Jewish. So that term is used for plants. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. And I guess because some plants, when they grow, the, uh, the vines and the leaves wander all over the table or the floor or, or the, or the tree, whatever the case may be. So they named it that. 
and yet nobody's nobody's up in arms about that. How dare you call it a wandering Jew? How dare you? That is that is that culturally it's uh, it's it's insulting. Change the name to Wandering Bob. Let's insult people named Bob. Why don't we? Well, we do. We do. When you go bobbing for apples, they didn't change that. That's why I think the name Bob is a little like weird because um, if your name is Bob and you're sticking your face in a large vat trying to come up with an apple in your mouth, that's pretty stupid. But we call it bobbing for apples. I don't know why. <laughs> I do know why. I'm just trying to make a joke. So. Anyway, uh, how do we get away with the wandering Jew thing? I mean, why why hasn't that been changed? That's a, that is quite insulting. I don't think we all use the term in a uh, we don't use it in a derogatory sense. You know, why are you why are you wandering Jew? You that doesn't just it doesn't go anywhere. So I guess it's okay, but I just found it weird. It's a it's a weird name for something. Very, very weird. <laughs> Do we run out of names for plants? Is that what it was? Now we have to go into uh, religious explanations on physical characteristics. I mean, come on. <sighs> Everybody wander. I wandered yesterday. Does that make me a plant? Well, I guess it does, actually, come to think of it. Anyway, uh, my guest will be joining us uh, quite shortly now. He's a fascinating man. I went to uh, college for film and television. That was my major. That's what my degree is in, film, television, and radio. And, uh, yeah, I had I had the best college uh, uh, course ever. I went to New York University and my job was to go to a uh, movie theater called the Art Theater. And that's where the class was held in the morning because movie theaters aren't open in the morning. And uh, we would sit there, there's about 50 of us, and we would watch movies like Citizen Kane and um, the Wandering Jew movie. And we would watch these things, and then uh, when they were over, the professor, <laughs> the associate professor, <laughs> seriously, would stand up in front of uh, the the uh, movie theater uh, auditorium and say, uh, "Let's discuss," and we would discuss it, and that was it. I mean, that's that was that was <laughs> that was my curriculum. Um, we had to actually shoot a little movie, which I did. I was doing that anyway, actually, at that age. So I mean, it was just like easy peasy. It was a pass-fail kind of situation. You weren't graded on your abilities. You were just, if you showed up, I mean, you passed. So it was very, very cool. Here's the irony. Uh, about five years later, I'd say five years later, I actually managed that movie theater. I was the manager. <laughs> I got the job and became, and uh, with the movie theater chain, and I became a movie theater manager, and they sent me to that theater. And that's also the theater where I met my wife. It's, a, it's very, a very odd how, how um, 
life just opens up somewhere, you know, it's, a, it's just, uh, just when you backtrack it, it's like, whoa, that's amazing how that happened. It's not so amazing when it's happening. It's only amazing when you backtrack it in history and you go, whoa, look at, look at that. My big question to you is, are you still awake at this point? I'm going to take a a commercial break, and when we come back, my guest will be joining us. We're going to talk about uh, some movie motion picture history is what we're going to do, because uh, this man and his father are actually connected to it. Uh, But first, uh, this short commercial word. Are you the sort of person who feels vicarious excitement at the prospect of a robust discount? Then you need to pay us a visit at Jerome Cherrington's Emporium of Preposterous Values. Each and every day our standard pricing model is an absolute affront to common retailing practices and could indeed be seen as an indication of mental instability. Consider, if you will, a 24-pack of your favorite coffee pods, if one happens to drink such a thing, a mere $2.99. Is that sensible in the least? No, I tell you, it is not. And what of this? Common t-shirts with witty sayings upon them, suitable for men, women, and children, depending upon how you've raised them, ten for six dollars. This is uncanny pricing that quite simply flies in the face of all possible reason, and the only explanation for this behavior on my part is that I am not sane, frankly. Do not take my word for it. Instead, find your way here to Jerome Cherrington's Emporium of Preposterous Values, just off the motorway and beyond the roundabout, where our everyday retailing decisions are simply unnatural. Let's say hello to George Stevens Jr. He is an Oscar and Emmy winner, founder of the American Film Institute. Thanks for being with us today, George. Very happy to be with you. And we're talking about the Oscars, the Academy Awards, and uh, how that's put together and, and all of that. Um, you're an award-winning author as well, I understand. Well, uh, yes, I wrote a play called Thurgood that wow. Lawrence Fishburne starred in on Broadway, and I've uh-huh. written a couple of books. And I, my memoir is out now called uh, My Place in the Sun, cool. Life in the Golden Age of Hollywood and Washington. Wow. Is it still the Golden Age, George? No, it's a different age. I mean, <laughs> the golden age was very special, mm-hmm. and I was uh, privileged to be a part of it as a young person. And uh, of course, my father was a great director, and mm-hmm. so I he created in me an appetite for excellence. Yes, um, wow. and he cared about uh, movies that stood the test of time. Yes, very, very much so. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, I'm one of those guys that just loves the old days, and I guess you know when people get older, that's what they say. But uh, my impression of, of movies now is that I'm watching special effects. Uh, but previously, in the previous decades, I was watching acting and storylines. I mean, is that accurate to any great extent in my head? Quick story. I went in 1952 to the Academy Awards with my father. Uh He'd been back from the war. And I was sitting next to him, and Joseph Mankiewicz came on the stage, who'd 
made the Lady Eve uh, the year before and won the Oscar. Mm -hmm. And he read the nominees. John Huston for The African Queen, William Wyler for Detective Story, Vincent Minnelli for An American in Paris, Elia Kazan for A Streetcar Named Desire, Mm -hmm. and George Stevens for A Place in the Sun. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be telling you about this if John Huston had won. (laughs) (laughs) But my father won his first Oscar Mm -hmm. for A Place in the Sun. And that is just such a rich uh, slate. You know, and uh, yeah, it's not quite like that anymore. It, it isn't. I mean, it's, you know, whatever it is, it is. I, I remember watching a 2001 A Space Odyssey numerous times, and mm. I was in awe by the special effects because they were just created on the screen as models and, and such. Mm. Um, and and I, I was in awe of that and the concept. If I saw a film like that now, I'd say, yeah, okay, they just did some stuff in the computer. Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. A, a total, total different kind of appreciation of, of the motion picture for me. Right. And which is, and there's some really wonderful filmmakers mm. out there today. Of course, Steven Spielberg sure. and Martin Scorsese, but sure. there's uh, also Todd Field and yeah. Christopher Nolan and mm-hmm. Sarah Poli. They made that wonderful film, Women Talking. Mm-hmm. They're good filmmakers, but it just not doesn't have that consistency uh, that it had at another time. Yeah, uh, let's go behind the scenes a little bit—a place where uh, most of us don't go. I mean, what actually happens? The Academy Awards, the Oscars are uh, voted by the membership, obviously. Um, and that, how significant is that? Well, it is what it is, uh-huh. and uh, they, they broadened the membership. Uh, and uh, it is, it's an institution, and the members choose, and that's, of course, the way it should be. Right, right. Okay. Uh, has, has the uh, American Film Institute uh, changed uh, over the years? Well, it's evolved, and uh, it's, we celebrated our 50th anniversary uh-huh. a couple of years ago, and uh, it's really thriving. Uh, uh, very importantly, the conservatory where... In my era, mm-hmm. David Lynch and Terrence Malick mm-hmm. got their start. And today, uh, it, 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 it many of the most prominent filmmakers mm-hmm. are AFI graduates. Yes. I'm mentioning Todd Field and yeah. uh, Darren Aronofsky and uh, the, the, so many others. Yeah. Uh, George, what a what an incredible world you grew up in as far as the influence of your father and the entire industry. That must have just pulled you in like crazy. Well, it was just such an opportunity. I, mm-hmm. I, I discovered I was interested in my father's work, and mm-hmm. so I had the opportunity. My first job was working with him on Shane up in Jackson Hole. Uh, you know, my first look at seeing how a, a great movie was made. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. Um, you left uh, Hollywood to go to uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, how did that work out? How did that well, evolve? It was a life-changing uh, Edward R. Murrow, the great broadcaster. Mm-hmm. President Kennedy uh, asked him to run the United States Information Agency, telling America's story abroad. And Murrow and I met by accident. And soon he asked me if I would come back at age 29 and run the motion picture division of USIA. 
which I did, mm-hmm. and to be part of the Kennedy's New Frontier was just such a uh, life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. And it it caused me to combine public life uh, with movie making, and uh, turned out to be a especially rich uh, path for me. Um, switching gears here, what always moves me to tears, and I always look forward to this, uh, <laughs> is is the Kennedy Center Honors, and I think uh, most of us love that program because it honors the incredibly special people in the performing arts. And it and it gives it uh, national official recognition by by having the president there, et cetera. Um, you're you you've been on top of this for for how long now? Well, I started it and I stopped producing it uh, five years ago. Oh, but, oh. Uh, but it's interesting because I, as I said, I so admired President Kennedy, and the American Film Institute had its offices in the mm-hmm. Kennedy Center in Washington, mm-hmm. which was the president's memorial. Yes. And I one morning said to the president of the Kennedy Center, I said, you should have a, a, an, a, a show. Yes. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, the words are carved in marble on the wall of this building. Mm-hmm. I, president Kennedy's words, of course. Mm-hmm. I look forward to an America that will not be afraid of grace and beauty, will honor achievement in the arts mm-hmm. the way we honor achievement in business and statecraft. Yes. And that was basically the idea of the Kennedy Center Honors, to yeah. recognize the great figures yeah. who, in the performing arts, who have so enriched our culture. Yeah. George, why, why did you leave that, um, that honor position? Uh, the, it's time to move on. The Kennedy mm-hmm. Center uh, wanted to refresh it, as they thought. They thought, uh-huh. uh, and uh, and right. and we were, you know, I was considered it a very lot. Thirty-seven years. I was happy to have done it for that uh, length of time. And, that is that is quite a run. Yeah, <laughs> I must say. Uh, there's nothing that pulls together the country more than uh, recognizing and appreciating talent. Uh, uh, and it's probably the only thing left that uh, pulls the, the country together, to be honest with you, make a little political <laughs> statement. But um, how, this, is, uh, this whole category and this whole industry is so important to all of us. And uh, I guess you found that to be as well at the forefront. I, you know, it, 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 when, I didn't know it when I was writing yeah. My Place in the Sun, mm-hmm. but now that I read it, I realize that the Kennedy Center Honors, uh, in the time I was doing it, we honored 198 of the greatest mm-hmm. people and uh, have all of those people in my life and their stories uh, kind of became the core of this book. And, yeah. you know, from Lenny Bernstein to... Jesse Norman to Leontine Price and yeah. Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan, yeah. uh, just to have the pleasure of being around people who really create uh, for the public wonderful things that last. Yeah. Um, can we get a hold of your memoirs? Yes, uh, if you if you would prefer to listen to it, okay, you can go to uh, Audible or one of those 
and listen to My Place in the Sun, or, mm-hmm. of course, it's sold wherever books are sold. Okay. It's My Place in the Sun, Life in the Golden Age of Hollywood and Washington. It is fascinating because it's from somebody that was there and was intricate mm-hmm. in that. Well, uh, thank you for doing what you do, and uh, you, you know, George, you got a great life. You've you've been a great influence on on everybody in the sense of you've created and helped uh, make those moments of, uh, of special times in our lives very uh, memorable, and it's a part of our existence. So, thank you for doing that. Well, thank you to my guest, and thank you to you for being here today. Thanks. You can leave really soon now. But I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new show. It's so new you won't believe it. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait. Can you? You can. All right. We don't share the same excitement, quite obviously. But that's just fine with me. That's what makes people different. That's why you're different than I am. You're not wearing the same pants that I am at this point. So we're different even there. And it goes on and on and on to the point where we have absolutely nothing in common. And yet we're both comfortable with that and actually prefer it that way. And that's where I sit. So ladies and gentlemen, have yourselves a wonderful day. Until tomorrow, I wish you peace. Peace.